Stay Frosty Parkrunners and welcome to the 30th instalment of the Stay Frosty Parkrun podcast. I'm your host, Emu, and today I'm going to be looking at running clubs and the big question many people, including myself, have been asking after starting to run. To join or not to join? I'll also be announcing my star parkrunner of the week, my featured parkrun, and letting you all know about any upcoming parkrun anniversaries as well as filling you in on our parkrun exploits for this week. I'd love to hear about any points of view you have on anything I've discussed. You can get in touch via the email stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. And now it's on with this week's pod. So, it's time to ask a big question. You've started running, you've got fitter and faster, suffered an injury and bounced back, and even entered an organised event or two. It's official, you're starting to think of yourself as a runner. Heck, you're even enjoying it. So, would now be the time to join a running club? A quick search on the internet will provide a whole wealth of information, most of which has some very salient reasons as to why you really should join a club. So great, what are you waiting for? Well, if you're anything like me, there's this uh, niggling little doubt or two at the back of your mind which will make you hesitate before jumping feet first into a running club. Like anything in life, you've formed a relationship with running. If it's going well, why would you want to jeopardise that by changing the nature of that relationship, i.e. joining a club? Are you good enough to join a club? You can see your own improvement thus far, but you might still be the slowest runner in the club if you join. Will your goals and aims in terms of running align with the club's aims? Won't it be expensive? Won't you have to stick to a rigid schedule and will you be letting people down if you don't show up for a few weeks? These are all valid questions. First up, I'm going to address the will I be good enough worry, which a lot of people have, especially if they're new to running. The answer is fairly simple. Yes, yes you will. Most clubs will cater for all abilities and some offer couch to 5k schemes or couch to 10k schemes in order to attract people who have never run before. Nearly all of the feedback I've read about running clubs indicates that it's a very supportive environment so you shouldn't worry about being too slow. The trick is to find the running club which best suits your needs. Some will be more geared towards competition and improving your fitness and others will focus more on the social aspect maybe running as well as meeting up for a few drinks or dinner on occasions. If you've already joined a club and it isn't motivating you like you thought it should, or you feel like it should, then it's fine to keep trying different ones until you find your perfect club. No two clubs will be exactly the same as each other. Off the back of this, try and pick a club whose mission statement really resonates with you. If your aim is to dramatically improve your own fitness, then look for a club which can help you with this. If you want to explore the area and make new friends, look for a club which talks about their social activities as well as their training schedules. Clubs do have regular get-togethers for running and social events too, so check their schedule works for you before you join. But even if you can't make one of their regular training times, there's nothing which demands that you attend. A good club will let you come and go as much as you please and won't judge you for missing some of their sessions. After all, it's only your own fitness that's going to be harmed if you skip out on sessions or you don't do it. As to the expense, membership costs vary from club to club. There are even some where where joining is actually free. If you're worried about the cost, check what you're getting for your money and if that will be of any use to you. 
If not, then maybe try one of the free clubs. There is, however, a cost if you want to become affiliated, which is charged by England, Welsh or Scottish athletics, and then passed on to you through the club. The cost will vary depending on the admin fees etc that that club might charge, but it's around £15 to £20 for the year, which expires and is renewed on the 1st of April each year. Lots of clubs are affiliated as it means they have rights with regards to support, services and resources. Benefits include insurance, club places at the London Marathon, specialist coaching visits to clubs and preferential treatment of events. Usually this is in the form of a small discount on the entry fee. Not all clubs are affiliated, so check before you join if this is something which is important to you. And some clubs won't automatically register you to become affiliated, so you can choose whether you want this or not, even though the club itself is affiliated. The final question is a little harder to answer. So how will joining a club change your relationship with running? It will, of course. Like any relationship in life, it's a bit of a gamble. You put a little effort in and the rewards could be spectacular. Joining a running club could open a whole new plane of existence in running which you weren't even aware of before. Your times could improve, you could make new friends, discover new events to enter and explore new areas to run in, whilst all the time feeling like you're really one of the herd in your new running club t-shirt. Conversely, it could be your running downfall as you struggle to feel accepted by the group, begin to resent your regular training schedule which you're paying for when you could just go any time you wanted if you were running alone and trying to push yourself too hard during the training results in injuries which nearly leads to you quitting running completely. Hopefully most people won't experience the latter and obviously that's quite an extreme example but the majority of people will undoubtedly fall somewhere in between these two extremes. But you'll never know unless you take the leap and try it for yourself. The positives, or the reasons why you should join a running club, do seem to outnumber the reasons against. The pros include, club membership can result in big improvements in your performance, clubs provide a range of competitive events from road races to cross country, you'll be more motivated if you know you're meeting other people to go for a run, you can nerd it up with all your fellow running nerds and talk about splits, new routes and miles per week all you like and not bore the pants off some people. You'll have the opportunity to socialise and make new friends. Good clubs are supportive and encouraging no matter what your fitness level is. You could learn some new training techniques which you could then put into practice in your own time if you wanted to. And you could explore new areas to run in. Cons include some clubs can take themselves a little too seriously and start talking about junk miles, i.e. the ones that don't improve your fitness. In my opinion, if you're enjoying your run, it doesn't matter how fast or how far you go. Yes, you may have to up your game if you want to get fitter and faster, but I feel like discour the discouraging term junk miles should actually be banned from running vocab. As far as I'm concerned, there is no such thing as junk miles. You could be coerced into pushing yourself too hard for training sessions, which might result in injuries and demotivation if you can't achieve what you're aiming for. Lots of clubs will also ask you to volunteer to help out at their events. This is more of a neutral point as most people won't mind doing this, but if you just want to run you might feel a bit pressured into marshalling when you, when you don't want to. Cost. Again, this is a fairly neutral point as there are a lot of free running clubs out there, but most clubs do charge an annual, ch annual fee for their membership. 
If you're a morning runner, you may well struggle to find a club which caters to the super early hours of the day. Most tend to have their training events after standard working hours. This is also problematic if you don't work standard office hours. So that's just a little low down there on the pros and cons of joining a running club. But most clubs will offer you the option of trying out a session or two before you join to make sure it's a good fit for you. Some will focus entirely on running, whereas other others will be clubs for athletics, so you could also try some other sports if you wanted to. As well as free running clubs or paid clubs, you might get night running clubs, women's running clubs and virtual running clubs. Chances are that if you'd like to join a running club, there will be one out there that suits you. Having said all of this and talked about why joining a running club can be a rewarding and beneficial experience, I wouldn't actually have placed myself into that group. Part of the joy of running for me is the sheer freedom of it, and I've said this many times before, but being able to run alone and let your mind chew over things which have been stressing you out recently, or just switch off your mind and focus on your feet and the road and the rhythm of your breathing as you run. I don't mind running with other people, in fact I quite enjoy running in a group sometimes, and other times I will happily run with Jay and chat to him a little bit, as I've done previously when we started, when he started running, sorry, or to pace him for a target time. But especially on my longer runs, I really enjoy the peace and quiet. If someone wanted to run with me at my pace, I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not the most socially adept person, so I might be there worrying that they would expect me to maintain a conversation as we run, when I'd be much more comfortable running in a mutually agreeable silence. I especially find it tricky to run with people I don't know very well, as I worry a lot more about not going too fast, not going too slow, talking too much or not talking enough so that I seem rude. This then puts me off concentrating on my own run, which is all I really want to do at that point. Running on your own, you don't have to worry about any of that. However, we are all social creatures, even the most socially awkward of us, and we like to feel like we belong to groups and clubs. It is for this reason that I decided to try and join a virtual running club called the Lonely Goat Running Club. I actually discovered it by accident when I was looking at some park run results tables and I happened to see that one person was listed as a member of this club. I thought the name was cute so I investigated and I found an entirely virtual running club aimed at people who find it difficult to stick to a regular schedule like the ones most running clubs will have. People can join this club from all over the world and they can buy things like t-shirts, headbands or bib clips to show they are a member of this club. They can become affiliated if they want to or not if they don't have an interest in that and there is no joining fee. You simply join the group on Instagram, Facebook and or Strava, then chip in with comments, kudos, likes, etc, whatever you want to do. I've started doing this. I've sort of jo joined on a trial basis to see if it's if I feel it's adding anything to my running experience or not. There's no pressure to meet other people or to run with other people, and so far it's gained me quite a few followers on Strava, and uh, people to follow as well, as well as some additional kudos on my different runs. There also isn't that pressure to constantly strive to improve your own performance, which you might feel from some clubs. You can improve, plateau or wind down, or do whatever you want to at your own pace. It's a weird way of connecting all sorts of different people, so that when they do come together for an event, they can offer a little more support to each other than they might get if they continue to run without being affiliated or a member of any clubs. Although I haven't used it for this, I imagine it's also a good way to get tips and advice from your fellow runners of vastly different ab abilities here, I should mention. 
if you have any specific questions at all. I haven't actually gone as far as to buy any of the merchandise yet, but I am considering it as I really like what I've seen of this group so far. I'll let you know how this membership continues. And now, moving on, this week I'm very pleased to introduce my star parkrunner of the week, who is... Joel Lang. Joel completed his seventh parkrun this week at Riddlesdown, and seventh overall, in an awesome time of 26 minutes and 11 seconds, which is a new PB and gives him an age grading of 52.51%. This is also a whopping 2 minutes and 11 seconds faster than his previous PB at the beginning of March this year. Well done, Joel. A truly impressive effort. If you know someone who has reached a milestone, or has got a new PB, or achieved something amazing in Parkrun, let me know, and they could be my star Parkrunner of next week. You can email me with your nominations to stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com, or you can leave me a message on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. Now, this week I'm going to take a look at Riddlesdown Parkrun as my featured Parkrun of the week. Riddlesdown is located south of London at the top of Riddlesdown, as the name suggests. The course starts by the green fencing around the old chalk quarry and finishes near the Tithe Pit Shore Lane entrance to the Downs. You can get there by train. The nearest stations are Whiteleaf and Upper Wallingham. And if you travel by bus, you can catch the 407, which runs from Sutton, Purley and Caterham to Whiteleaf, or the 403, which runs from Croydon and Sandersted to Hamsey Green. If you're driving to the event, you can use the postcode CR69YB. Parking is located at Wallingham School, which is at the top of Tithe Pit Shore Lane. Runners are requested to park only in the front car parks opposite the school fields and the AstroTurf. The course consists of nearly two laps run on a mixture of stony paths, muddy paths and grass. It's relatively flat all the way around with gentle undulations as you're running on the top of the down. It's worth noting that there are no toilets here. There are some trees and bushes if you feel a bit desperate for a pee before running, but most areas are fairly exposed, so I'm not sure I'd recommend this. In recent weeks, volunteer numbers have been between around 20 and 30 people, and runner numbers have dipped as low as 100 and climbed as high as 180 in the previous weeks. There have been 421 runs at Riddlesdown so far, which makes the start date for this one the 2nd of July in 2011. This course does get quite muddy during wet weather, so wear appropriate footwear. Similarly, I'd imagine that exposed areas can make it feel very warm on the hotter days. But this run boasts some lovely views, and it's a surprisingly satisfying running almost two laps, as you know on the second lap that you won't have to run all the way back to the start, which is quite nice, it makes it feel a bit shorter. And now it's time to celebrate some parkrun anniversaries. Starting with Northwich Parkrun, which will soon be celebrating their first anniversary. They started on the 31st of March in 2018. Whiteley Parkrun started on the 1st of April in 2017, so they'll be celebrating their second anniversary soon. Poolsbrook Parkrun and Biddeford Parkrun both started on the 2nd of April 2016, 
and will soon be celebrating their third anniversaries. With a fourth anniversary coming up, it's Penrose Park Run, which started on the 28th of March in 2015. Both Ormskirk Park Run and Bangor Park Run have their fifth anniversary soon. They both started on the 29th of March 2014. Sean Woods Park Run started on the 30th of March in 2013, which makes this year their sixth anniversary. My first ever park run, Pool Park Run, and Huddersfield Park Run started on the 2nd of April in 2011, so they've now been running for seven years. And finally for this week, Hull Park Run will soon be celebrating their impressive 8th anniversary, as they started up on the 3rd of April in 2010. Congratulations to all the park runs. I hope you have fantastic anniversary celebrations. And it's on to our park runs for this week. Whilst Jay and I visited Riddlesdown Park Run this week and collected our letter R, my sister Nikki ran at her home park run at Barking. Nikki completed the 5 kilometres at Barking in a fantastic time of 22 minutes and 31 seconds, which gives her another new PB. This was also her 33rd parkrun event, which means that she's well on her way to her 50th t-shirt. Congratulations Nikki, keep up the good work. Riddlesdown is a course comprised of stony paths, muddy trails and grass, as I've mentioned, which was a little sticky and muddy today, but thankfully the drizzle lifted before we started running. Jay and I ran together for a large portion of the course, but as we got within the last kilometre or so I pulled away a little bit, which meant that I ended up finishing 83rd and Jay ended up in 90th out of 174 participants today. I finished in a time of 27 minutes and 7 seconds, and I finished with a little battle with another park runner who pipped me to the post, also finishing in the same time of 27.07. Jay stayed within 30 seconds of me to finish in 27 minutes and 32 seconds, which he was pleased with. We don't often go to park runs, which are quite so muddy, so we're both pleased with our efforts today. Having a quick look at my training schedule, I'm keeping up fairly well. I wouldn't say I'm sticking religiously to the plan, but I am running the number of minutes recommended. Runs have varied a bit. Last Sunday I had an awesome run covering 15 kilometres in 1 hour and 22 at an average pace of 5 minutes and 29 seconds per kilometre, which I was over the moon about. My Monday active recovery consisted of normal walking between home and work, but maybe slightly quicker. And my Wednesday run of 55 minutes, I ended up only doing 50 minutes, 9 kilometres, and unfortunately ended with my getting a migraine and missing a day of work. I don't often get migraines, and I'm not sure if this one was actually related to the run at all, but I did push myself a bit considering it should have been an easy pace run, so it wasn't ideal. I'll try and take it a little easier on my Sunday run this week, I think. And that about wraps it up for this week. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening. I hope you've all had great park runs this week. If you'd like to share your park run experiences, I'd love to hear about them. You can get in touch via the email stayfrostyparkrun at gmail.com or by leaving a message on the Stay Frosty Facebook page. I hope you all have a very great week. Stay Frosty Park Runs, and I'll see you all next week.